1: We are live here, and uh, our show is brought to you by Wingstop. This is the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. I am Jake Buckman. He is Enrique alvarez Clary, also known as Rico, and we'll be doing this every day for you as part of the new lineup here at 93.7 The Ticket, and we've got plenty to get through, but first got to get rid of this music. Not that it's bad music or anything. I just think, think there's a there's a Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, uh, we got
0: to uh, mute the site.
1: There we go, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. A bit of an echo there. uh, Kind of ruined my whole thing. I I think there's better music. Okay, here's the better music that we're all going to get used to as Big Ten fans. (laughs) There you go, Rico. You're getting into it.
0: This, of course, the CBS football
1: theme song. A lot of people just associated with the SEC. Oh, yeah. But that changes. SEC
0: on CBS. That's right. I hear this, and I'm automatically transported to Tuscaloosa as we have the Crimson Tide (laughs) taking on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State.
1: Well, in the future, it's going to be heading... Uh, to, uh, oh, I don't know, West Lafayette, as we have Rutgers coming on to take on the Purdue And we're coming at you Purdue live from
0: Kyle Field, <laughs> <laughs> Texas A&M, taking on the LSU Tigers. Nope, that's not anymore. No, nope, no, nope, sorry about that. That's maybe, a, that's, maybe just this year. That's ESPN. That's, that's, that's ESPN. We're coming at you live from West Lafayette <laughs> as the Purdue Boilermakers take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. We've
1: got some East Lansing, some Piscataway in there. Live from
0: the woodshed <laughs> in East is. Lansing. Michigan That's Mel Tucker Spartans battle Harbaugh's Wolverines.
1: <laughs> Part you know, of the big news like today, that. the Big Ten announced that it has reached a seven-year agreement with Fox, CBS, and NBC to share the rights to the conference football and basketball games. Uh, this deal will not go into effect until 2023. It will expire in 2030 and eventually will allow the conference's soon-to-be 18-member universities to share more than $1 billion per year. Whew. That's a lot of money. Uh, also, the, it could go up a little bit more. The, the, the Big Ten's kind of leaving it out there that, hey, we might add some people. You know, you never know. I might add some money here. Uh, so that might go uh, up a little bit that as well. So the reports are coming out that the Big Ten could end up being around uh, $10 billion with certain stipulations. Uh, CBS will carry 14 to 15 Big Ten football games this season from 2024 to 2029. And here it is. The best part about this for Nebraska is including a Black Friday game. Nebraska-Iowa, the only Black Friday game scheduled for this upcoming year. Don't take it from us, Big Ten. That's don't do our it. Game. Don't do it. Put it on CBS. I love BTN. Don't get me wrong. But how about uh, how about instead of all those other cities you were talking about, uh, do your intro here okay, for, okay, for, okay, uh, okay. for either Iowa City or Lincoln here. It's Black Friday. It's Black Friday.
0: Happy post-Turkey Day, everybody. You're looking live at the Sea of Red in beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska, as the Cornhuskers look to continue their perfect season against the Iowa Hawkeyes.
1: (laughs) There we go. I like it even added a little bit uh, made it a little bit more fun you like there. that they're, they're yeah. undefeated you like that yeah I do like yeah that. hopefully that'll
0: happen <laughs> at some point <laughs> at some
1: point and that's you know that's part of the sadness of the, the whole thing is you know we've you, that game has been relegated to BTN for BTN it's been a, a, a great deal I think that broke their record for the amount of viewers they had um, but you know to me and and you know outside of that that very brief time that Sean has tried to take Black Friday games away that's part of the fabric of being a Nebraska football fan now back in the day it was on Thanksgiving it was Nebraska Oklahoma um, but as far as long as I've been alive and been calling following college football Black Friday is part of like it's it's Thanksgiving it's part of the whole f- deal for me mm-hmm. as far as the the is when I think of Thanksgiving I think eh, that is all right but Black Friday is Nebraska you say, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving
0: you get you get the Lions and the Cowboys playing whoever they're playing and then yeah. the day after you get the
1: Huskers that's right And usually, you know, it used to be a a big matchup. People would look forward to it. Now it's like, uh, throw it on BTN, we'll talk about the other games. Because that's rivalry weekend.
0: Like, it could be a big matchup if Nebraska holds up their end of the bargain for the last couple of years. Because Iowa's been, you know, it's been a, a, a pseudo big matchup for them where they're in control of their own destiny, where all they have to do is win the game. Nebraska really is—it could be anybody. Uh, but since it's Nebraska, it's just you know you got to win this game, and maybe you win the Big Ten West, or maybe you're you're you know in contention if a Wisconsin or a or a whoever the heck—it's eh, and usually just Wisconsin, Minnesota, falls <laughs> that the following day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if Nebraska holds up their end of the bargain, it, it could become a very large matchup.
1: And who knows how any of this is going to look. But it's funny just to say this is a year out. Who knows how any of it's going to look. The Big Ten West might not be a thing by then. Do that? Does that change scheduling? Is Nebraska still going to be the only team to play Iowa on Black Friday, or, or to play as far as that matchup in in the Big Ten on Black Friday? So I hope it is. I hope they they carry on that tradition. And, and all of a sudden you're going to get CBS.
0: All of a sudden you're going to get the game on Black Friday. Yeah. You're going to get Ohio State and Michigan. i be like, this is dumb. Yeah. I don't like this.
1: I'm not sure if Fox is going to give that up. They say CBS. You can have the Friday game. We're getting <laughs> the game. Um, what is the
0: other? What? Who, who would? Uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Isn't yeah. that Paul Bunyan's axe? Yeah, that'd be a good one. Is that? Is that that one? Or is that somebody else? Isn't there is that a, a Michigan State? Or is that the Paul? no? That's the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Yeah, there's the two axe. Paul Bunyans. Is the problem? I think there. that's that. It could be the little brown jug. No, who's that's, that? That's Michigan in Minnesota. That's Michigan and Minnesota. Okay, yeah. yeah. What's Iowa in Minnesota? That's oh, a. Oh, that's the best one. Is that the Floyd of Rosedale? That's the Floyd of Rosedale. Yeah. yeah. When I love gonna... tro- I love trophy oh, games. I, do too. I don't care what anybody says. The fact that every the fact that almost every Big Ten game is a trophy <laughs> game is awesome.
1: And that's that's coming to uh, Fox and CBS. That's going to be sweet. NBC. Yeah,
0: Nebraska has two trophies that they haven't seen in quite a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when is their last trophy win? Because they've got uh, they that's their only trophy games, right? So the two of well, them. Well, Minnesota does They have, they win, have I
0: the uh, Freedom Trophy with Wisconsin and the Heroes Trophy with Iowa.
1: And the five dollar bits of broken chair trophy. I mean that's Minnesota. the best I mean,
0: that's the best damn trophy in the, the in the world. One. So
1: when I was thinking about it too, throw in the Colorado losses. Right? Yeah. This Oklahoma game, you got how about beating a your rival? your big not just a rival. You've lost eight straight to Wisconsin, seven to Iowa, I think it's two to Oklahoma, two to Colorado the rival Oklahoma how mm-hmm. about that starting off the season and getting you going if you can get that win that starts you know it kind of gets that monkey off your back as far as not being being able to beat rivals
0: yeah it's it's kind of something that even if even if they're not trophy games it's just something that you look back on and you, you have bragging rights for however, for you know, for, for Wisconsin and Iowa, you have bragging rights for a year until that game comes up again. Or, you know, if you're Iowa and Wisconsin, you've had bragging rights for multiple years. Uh, for Oklahoma, who knows when you play them again? I mean, it's probably on the schedule and I'm just not remembering, but
1: it's 2028 20, or 29. But. OK,
0: well, you got to wait a decent amount of time before yeah. you play them again. Can you imagine having that that amount of bragging rights uh, until that game comes up again? Like, you know, the last time you played each other, we won the last time we played each other. We won. So it's something that you can carry over and it's you know some sort of momentum. I don't know if it would you consider a win against Oklahoma more momentum than a conference win like Oh yeah. If you lose if you lose to Northwestern and you beat Oklahoma does the mm. does the win against <laughs> Oklahoma lessen the Northwestern loss or is it still if you beat Northwestern and you lose to Oklahoma this I mean the season's not lost because you have a conference win it would suck because you know you you lost two straight to Oklahoma or you lost however many straight to Oklahoma, but you're still in contention for the conference. I mean, it's early in the season, it's four games in, but you're one and zero in the conference.
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because I don't think I've ever seen a year. And this makes sense coming off a of three and nine. I don't think I've ever seen a year where Nebraska is almost invisible in the divisional, like the divisional race talk. Mm-hmm. Even Nate, who, uh, who picks Nebraska at nine and three uh, well, rarely. I mean, that's that's his big statement. That's that that's that's the that's the the prediction. But he never adds like Big Ten West champs. Yeah, he throws in maybe. But like even like the people that are. Very optimistic for the season, aren't going, yeah, we're taking the West. And we're winning the West. And they're but.
0: going to the Big Ten championship game. Nobody says that.
1: Yeah. I just haven't heard that at all.
0: People are like, they're going to have a really good season. It's like, okay, do they go to the Big Ten championship? Whoa, hey, calm down. Yeah. Man. Well, hey, whoa, what are talking good season, about? <laughs> I'm taking a huge step <laughs> That, that said, it's a good season, not a great season. What and are you they could.
1: About? I mean, but the, the problem is you've got four teams within the division that won nine or more games last year. So to, to pick a three win team seems. Like we all have our rose-colored glasses on, uh, but you don't want to go too far extreme. We all want them to go twelve and zero. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's just I, 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 it it just kind of dawned on me. I don't think I've ever had a preseason with less hype about winning the division.
0: It's just about winning enough. Really, it's it's about winning enough games. Like getting to a bowl game is that's what everybody wants the floor to be. Like everybody wants six wins to be the floor. And then, you know, you have the supremely optimistic 12-0 people. Um, but for the most part, you have a lot of people at eight, nine wins. But as you said, nobody says eight, nine wins and a trip to Indy. Yeah. But if you have eight or nine wins, I mean, that's you're – you're sitting pretty in the division because it's not – look, nobody in the Big Ten West is going to be undefeated. No. That's not going to <laughs> Highly happen. Highly
1: unlikely, though Iowa did do it before. That's
0: and they have done it before, so to but the the that's Big not gonna happen. I mean, Northwestern had an undefeated conference season. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but that's that's not going to happen. This the, these iterations of these teams are not going to go undefeated. So if you have eight, nine wins, you know, by or, or you know, if you have eight wins going into the Iowa game. You may be in control of your own destiny. You have nine wins going for your tenth win. You're definitely in control of your own destiny. I don't see a Wisconsin and Iowa, Minnesota having eleven wins this season. So if you're sitting, you know, close to double digit wins, you are in contention for the Big Ten West and a trip to Indy. But as you said, you don't hear that this off season. And I'm, we're not talking about from the players and the coaches, and they're they're not yeah. going to say that. It's been it's been you know. You know how it's been around the program. So, but even, you know, not the most optimistic fans, because we've covered that, they're a little crazy. But it's okay. We like crazy. Uh, you know, some of the middle-of-the-road optimistic fans aren't even saying, you know, Big Ten West champions. Yeah. It's very strange.
1: Well, and it's it's also, I mean, you you've... It's, it's it's just the records that Scott Frost has compiled against them. I mean, you haven't beaten Wisconsin again since 2012. Iowa since 2014, um, and you know Minnesota has, has beaten you in the last three times. Northwestern, you could finally get over the 500 mark against Pat Fitzgerald. That would be the first Big Ten West coach they've gotten over 500 against. Hooray! Um, so I mean, it, I think a lot of it is just kind of that stuff adding up. Um, but I can't wait for the Big Ten West. It's going to be a slugfest, and it might be the last it's year.
0: Going to be disgusting. No. Yes,
1: disgusting, just the way I like
0: it. It's going to be gross. That's like gonna you're going to have a team, sweet. you're going to have a team with seven wins, and they're going to be like, "Well, maybe." Hey, <laughs> see,
1: this is what I don't like. You're knocking down them as far as wins. I, you could say it's ugly football, but I got four teams that won nine games last year or more. Yeah, that's a good division. Frauds, not frauds.
0: Frauds. That's what they How are. Dare you. I don't, like, I don't like, believe in them.
1: One of those teams beat two top five opponents. AOC Purdue out there. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> so don't tell me about frauds. They're they're working their way. Fraudulent. Up. No,
0: they don't even have a running game How unless they play you? unless they play Nebraska. Then, yeah. they, then they magically have a running game.
1: How dare you uh, tell King? Abe O'Connell
0: is not good.
1: King Derue is coming up this year. He's there for like, like a fourth year. Yeah. A twelve <laughs> a twelfth <12th> year.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's been there forever.
1: And by the way, Nebraska. Also, when we're talking, tro- we talked about trophies a little bit earlier. How about this? The Naughton Trophy. You know what that one is? Uh, that's the uh, Ireland one. That's the Ireland trophy. It's so like Nebraska crystal can, can play one game against the three and nine. The, the battle of the three and nine teams.
0: Ooh, the battle for the fourth <laughs> win. <laughs> that's what the trophy. The winner is.
1: can get a trophy. What, yes. what do we feel about that? Is that I feel that great too much? about it. No, it's it's not too much. It's a trophy. It's you win a the trophy. Trip. You can yeah.
0: you can put it in your trophy case and say we won a game in Ireland. How <laughs> many other teams can say that outside of Notre Dame? Like Boston College. or whoever, few, or yeah. whoever Notre Dame lost to in <laughs> Ireland. Navy. So I feel like Notre Dame always plays in Ireland. Yeah, and it's it's just them, nobody else.
1: And they're the marquee, yeah. Usually, I think uh, a few years ago, like Boston College was kind of the primary team. Nebraska closed the primary team this time. Awesome. So that'll be very cool. Look at them. Uh, also today should be noted we'll see what's going on with the Nebraska press conference Nick Sanders out there he'll get back with some of that audio um anything breaking we we'd bring to you I thought it was interesting Mark Whipple did say the quarterback decision will be made by the head coach
0: but he is, feels all good about he feels really good about all three of them
1: All three interesting All
0: three people Shout that, out That's Logan That is another number that is another body there
1: Logan Smothers
0: <sighs> Casey Chubb Logan
1: There you go and I think that's the way it's going to be, one, two, three. You think so? I think – I think. not only do I think so, I think about 95% <laughs> of Husker Nation think so. I'm not Is going that, out on a limb.
0: Does that – and I want to hear from you guys, 402-464-5685, Honda League and Hotline, Starter Ham and Text Line. Um, does your offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach saying that the starting quarterback decision – will be up to the head coach. Does that make you feel better or worse about the decision? (laughs) And I'm not knocking Scott Frost. I'm just saying your offensive coordinator, who Scott Frost has said is going to be calling the plays, and your quarterback's coach, he's the same guy, is leaving the decision up to the head coach. And I understand he's the head coach. He should should be the end-all, be-all for these decisions. But at the same time, if you're not calling the plays, why would you choose who is going to be running the plays?
1: Well, and it might be uh, I mean it, it's it's not like Scott Frost is just going to do whatever the opposite Mark Whipple wants. I mean, I, I'm sure they're they're kind of combining that, their yeah. thoughts here. Um, but it, ultimately Scott Frost's job is is on the line. Scott Frost makes a lot more money. Scott Frost is the is the man. I mean, he's he's the guy in charge. So absolutely, everything in finality will come mm-hmm. down to your head coach and what decision he makes cuz he's the top of the food chain.
0: That's true, but you brought you brought Mark Whipple and all these other coaches on to take some take some of the food off of your plate so that you you know you're already full you don't want to stuff yourself and and you know waddle around with a full tummy so he's uh he's he's taking some more of that well he's not taking it he's being given more food by Mark Whipple (laughs) and I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about it I I mean I'm fine with it like I said he's the head coach he should be the the end-all be-all when it comes to these decisions but at the same time like I said if Mark Whipple is calling the plays, if Mark Whipple is coaching the quarterbacks, I feel like it should be his decision. Like he should run it by Scott Frost, like, hey, I think that I'm gonna I think this is going to be the starter. What do you think? And if Scott Frost is like, Yeah, sure. Like, cool. I that I mean, that's just how I feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it.
1: I think Frost will just you know Whipple will say, uh, you know, maybe say, I, I, I really like Chubba Purdy, and then and Frost will say, Is he better than what we got? don't do that (laughs) don't do that (laughs) Uh, no hopefully that's not how it goes Uh, so we'll see Uh, I mean I I can't wait for that game also by the way news on that game um, maybe an advantage for Northwestern here they named their captains before Nebraska did (gasps) they already got their leadership in order oh no so the captains but do they have
0: a starting quarterback
1: well I I think they assume they have a starting quarterback it's not probably the the choice that they want to make you you think that the young freshman gets in there the, the dual threat freshman
0: I don't know maybe yeah. I'm just saying, you you saw what Ryan Halinsky offered you last season. Maybe try the maybe try the freshman. Yeah. I like Halinsky though. You do? I do.
1: Nobody li- likes I love Helinski. the Big Ten uh, West. People and I don't like okay.
0: people forget. Ryan Halinsky was at South Carolina when they beat Georgia. And he was yeah. the starter. People forget. Ryan Halinsky beat Georgia.
1: Well that's because he makes you forget. He's very <laughs> awful. sure, he's been worse. <laughs> But still, (laughs) Brendan Sullivan is the uh, the name of the young man that might uh, was getting kind of at least just preseason um, some some feelers out there from the Northwestern media uh, as a guy that maybe could change things. He's, uh, again, a a bit of a dual threat, um, maybe could offer something different for Northwestern who really needs just any sort of spark in their offense. Um, They've got Evan Hole as one of their captains, by the way. Another running back, Andrew Clare. Was a sixth-year running back as a captain as well. Don't forget Cam Porter, who also was uh, who was supposed to be the starter last year, mm-hmm. got hurt preseason. Evan Hull took over, so they've got a pretty good room there at the running back position. Obviously, Peter Skaronski, the, the left tackle, one of the best in the nation. He is going to be a captain as well. Um, as we look at uh, then, they got some defensive guys. Uh, Ade Adebore uh, is uh, is the their edge rusher. He had thirty-six tackles, four and a half sacks last season. Uh, he's probably their most prominent defensive Offensive player, And then Bryce Gallagher, uh, brother of Blake Gallagher, who used to play for Northwestern, another one of their captains. He had 40 tackles last year. And uh, maybe it's a little bit late for, for, for the Gallagher's. You know, they a couple years ago when they won the Big Ten West, you remember Patty Fisher, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had Chris Bergen and Bryce's brother, Blake Gallagher, and, and that linebacker unit was named the Irish Law Firm because of really their, yeah because their last name so that might
0: mm. might have endeared that them. would have been cool
1: that, that would have endeared them to the Irish fans but that that's the past.
0: Not anymore, not anymore. Even though the Irish Times is talking about Nebraska's past.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that, of course, that's what I would be talking about too to try to get some tickets sold. To well, not the past.
0: not the greatest, not the greatest <laughs> past that they're talking about. They're not talking about you know Nebraska bringing in you know the history of five national championships and, and three Heisman winners and a and two people who probably should have won Heisman's but were robbed. Uh, no, they're talking about uh, all the negatives in the Irish Times, <laughs> which very strange.
1: Yeah, and all together, I love the idea. I can't wait for the game. I think it's, again, it shows Nebraska's brand um, because there just aren't too many brands that can lead this type of effort, and Nebraska is, is one of them. And all that to be said, I feel kind of bad for the Irish fans and for the people promoting it because you just look at the records... And, and it just did not line up well. I mean, these, these are teams that, you know, obviously Nebraska's struggled over the last couple of years, but you've had good Northwestern years to come off of, maybe to bring them over. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nebraska brand was going to always sell itself, but um, just that matchup is – that's a tough sell.
0: I mean, it's hard to convince a good team to give up a home game, which, right. is, oh, which yeah. is why yep. you had, you know, Illinois, Illinois last be. year, Northwestern this year. Like, those two teams – they're not selling out their stadiums, but if you're trying to get, you know, Nebraska and, I don't know, Wisconsin or Michigan, like, which one of them is going to give up a home game? I know Nebraska's not. No. So it's it's one of those things where you try to get a good team or a team that would travel well, like a Nebraska, uh, and then pit them up against a team who doesn't mind, you know, going somewhere else because they're probably going to have the same amount of fans <laughs> whether they're in Ireland or in Evanston.
1: Yeah, and, and the idea there is, it's not you know obviously you're not going to draw up enough money like locally in, in Evanston uh, to make that big of a dent to what they're they're all overall bringing in, and that's why Nebraska, I, I don't believe will ever have a Friday night Big Ten game. I, no. I heard them talking about that uh, a few different people on the station and thinking, well, how are they going to do? That? I, I don't think they're going to do that. The, the Saturday, it just you know the whole game day, all, everything that it does, every you know that would just be a mess in Lincoln because if you put. 85,000 people in and what it does for the economy in their surrounding area. Um, you don't want to take that away at all. And so Nebraska, I just don't ever – I don't think we'll see a Friday night. They will, game.
0: they will fight tooth and nail if the Big Ten tries to schedule a Friday night game in Nebraska. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Cornhuskers would allow that. Uh, they'd just be like, yeah, we're not playing. We're, we'll play on Saturday. You can get here a day earlier. We're, we'll play on Saturday.
1: Maybe the only chance was if, uh, you know, coming off the COVID year, where they were like the only one that wanted to play football. Well, that was right in the COVID year. I shouldn't say coming off the COVID year.
0: Let's play Wednesday. Nebraska-Ohio
1: State would have played any day of the week.
0: Yeah. In, in where did he say? Where did Frost say? In like Bosnia or something? Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. I can't remember where he said exactly. <laughs> I don't remember.
0: Somewhere in Eastern Europe, <laughs> Western Europe. I don't know.
1: Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, there is news on the Deshaun Watson front. Plenty of uh, little updates for college football. Run through some college football updates as well. That's coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler brought to you by Wingstop here on 93.7 The Ticket.